not get past two verses, so it's, it's just going to be two verses. James chapter 4, James chapter 4. And we're going to, if you would stand with me, we stand for the reading of the word of the Lord. We sit for the word of the teacher. James chapter 4, we're going to read just two verses. And uh, the two verses are verse 11 and 12. I'll read them out loud if you'll follow along silently. James adjusts the half-brother of Jesus, uh, writing to believers, and um, he was a leader in the church in Jerusalem. And he says to the congregation, and to us today through the Holy Spirit, he says, do not speak evil of one another. Let me read that again, because we can go home after hearing this. Do not speak evil of one another. Can I get an amen on that? He doesn't say that to the world. He says, brethren, he's talking to the church. Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's one lawgiver, capitalized. That means God. There's one lawgiver who is able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? Then Jesus writes in Matthew 7, verses 1 through 5. You don't have to turn there. I'll read it, but you can note it in your mind. Jesus begins by saying, Judge not that you be not judged. For with what judgment you judge, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. Why do you look at the speck in your brother's eye, but you don't consider the plank in your own? Or how can you say to your brother, Let me remove the speck from your eye, and look, a plank is in your own eye. Hypocrite! First remove the plank from your own eye, then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. And then finally, Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 4, he says, Let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that one be found faithful. Now listen. But but with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself, for I know nothing against myself, yet... I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will both bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the hearts. Then each one's praise will come from God. And then Jesus uh, wrote in John seven twenty four, Do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. Wait a minute. Didn't he say in Matthew 7, judge not that you be not judged? And now he's saying, do not judge according to appearance, but judge with righteous judgment. A lot of judging going on here. What does it mean? We'll find out. Let's pray. Lord, we ask for your wisdom. And I I reflect on Proverbs 4 that says, get wisdom, get understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Lord, you, you want us to gain wisdom, to gain understanding. Your word says how much better to get wisdom than gold and to get understanding is to be chosen rather than silver itself. And in this day and age with precious metals, Lord, that really rings true how valuable wisdom and understanding is. But God, as we come to this passage of judge not that you be not judged and you declare in your word, who are you to judge another? Lord, I I confess I am tired of people saying, brother, don't judge me. And, and we, we can't judge one another. I know that's not true, Lord, but would you, would you sort it all out so we understand it? Holy Spirit, you promised to lead us into all truth. And so I ask that you'd make sense of this today and minister to every heart in accordance with the riches of your word in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. All right, sit down and relax. 
This, uh, this passage of Scripture that James is writing, he says, Do not speak evil of one another, brethren. He who speaks evil of a brother and judges his brother speaks evil of the law and judges the law. He goes on to say, There's one lawgiver who's able to save and to destroy, and who are you to judge another? First he says, Don't speak evil of one another, brethren. I was, I was considering this passage of Scripture and, and, and thinking about this idea that the, the passage... Uh, reads very clearly, but also the other passages of Scripture that points out and says, as a, as a minister, the Bible says, as a minister, I'll be more strictly judged. So I'm familiar with judgment. Um, people observe how my children live. Uh, they watch what my wife wears, the car I drive. Uh, they come to my home, examine the books on my shelf, what's in my refrigerator. I've seen it. I know what you do. And... Uh, <laughs> You know, there's, there's all kinds, of, you know, when I'm putting on weight, I, I see, you don't even have to say a word, it's just your eyes. I, I feel it, I'm like, oh, look out, two-ton Tessie coming through, moo, you know, and I feel it, I feel it. And when I'm, you know, eating some food and, and you disagree with it, I, I feel it, you know, it's really sweet and that's, I love it. And, and we, we come to this, this portion of life, you say, wait a minute, are we not allowed to judge anyone? Yeah, we are. Even Jesus says that we're, we're to judge, not according to appearance, but, but with righteous judgment. And, and in this passage of Scripture, the Greek word that's used, that James points out, is, is in the Greek. It's called krino. It's called krino. And, and let me just give you the definition of krino. Avenge, conclude, condemn, and damn. Let me repeat that again. Avenge, conclude, condemn, and damn. Avenge, conclude, condemn, and damn. You don't have that right. There's an ex-police officer roaming about in Southern California, has all of Big Bear in turmoil and fear. As he's been slandered, he's taken upon himself to simply avenge, conclude, condemn, and damn. He is judge and jury. He's killing police officers' families, police officers themselves. Because he's been slandered. The Bible says don't speak evil of one another. Don't slander one another. But in the same regard, it says don't judge one another. He's guilty of the same charge he's placing on others. You know, I remember years ago when Broadway made a show out of it. It was called The Gentleman Bandit. Do you guys remember The Gentleman Bandit? He would go into the banks in New Jersey. He was robbing banks countlessly. He'd walk in, he'd hand him a note, and he'd say, he'd hand him a note, and the note would say, please put, your, please put all the money in the bag, thank you. And he would say thank you and smile and then walk away with the bag. They had pictures of him and, you know, the grainy, you know, surveillance camera photos. But he was hitting bank after bank after bank in New Jersey. FBI was out on They finally, you know, figured out by investigation and the like that it was a priest, a Catholic priest of a parish in, in New Jersey. And, you know, here this guy had financial improprieties at a previous parish as they started to do investigations. They saw that he was driving a vehicle that was way out of his, you know, parish pastor money range. His apartment was, you know, a little too luxurious for a pastor's salary. Uh, they showed the picture of the, you know, him and the picture of the grainy photo. And, you know, it was done. And they picked him up, arrested him. The congregation just felt awful that, you know, they, they couldn't be him, you know, and they didn't want to come off looking like idiots, like, well, we were duped, so they raised the bail money to pull him out, and they kept investigating, and this was a close and shut case. This guy was as guilty as a day was long. I remember seeing it going, oh, man, another minister falling and getting away. That's just frustrating, only to realize that as this guy is languishing and having to put together his case and defend himself, they caught the gentleman bandit red-handed at another place. And then when they took his picture, it was almost exactly like the picture of the priest. He was exonerated and everybody felt like an idiot. 
And what James is saying is, here's why you don't judge. You don't know all the facts. You come to a conclusion in your mind based on some story you read at the checkout counter, and you're convinced that, that you are better than that person because you are judge and jury. You don't have all the facts. You have no idea what you're talking about. And to condemn that person, to level upon them, that doesn't exist in the body of Christ. It's not acceptable. And our, you know, I, I, I have a dear brother, dear friend in the Lord, dear brother in Christ. Monday I had dinner, my wife and I had dinner with his wife because he had been arrested. Made in the newspaper. I knew about this months ago. I knew what he was dealing with. I had his wife over to dinner because I stand wholly behind him. And I tell you, I'm sure somebody called call and say, why did you have them over? to your house for dinner. We, not only that, when, when he was released on bail, we had them both over to our house for dinner. We had a lovely night. Some of you go, oh, I can't believe that. Yeah, the newspaper reported four counts of child molestation, three counts of battery, teacher in the public school system. Don't believe everything you read. You don't have all the facts. Child annoyance. Child annoyance. You know what that is? It wasn't sexual molestation. It was child annoyance. That's like a kid coming up to me and giving me a hug. Going, hey, buddy. And rubbing his head. Hey. Anyone says, well, that's, that, I was a little uncomfortable with that. You're guilty of child annoyance. There are pastors that won't give a hug to anybody. Don't hug them. Don't go near them. You just add that together. You're done. He was teacher. He was nominated for teacher of the year. Past national accreditation, you know, 70% failure rate. You can read in the newspaper, maybe having seen that face and come to a conclusion. You have no idea. You know, Charles Spurgeon, the great preacher, was, was uh, the queen's favorite preacher. She would read his sermons every Sunday in the newspapers. They'd be reprinted and even attend many of the services. But, but because he was what would be considered a mega church pastor back in the 1800s, uh, people were always upset because he would sell his eggs for a fee, and he would never give his eggs away for free, and that was, that was controversial, because he was making a big church salary, and he had nice things, and they knew that he was well off and paid well. Why wouldn't he give his eggs away? And that became front page in the news, and everybody talked about Spurgeon not giving his eggs away, that he would ask other people to contribute, but he wouldn't give his eggs away. Spurgeon never defended himself, never even took it up, just let everybody ride with it. Only after his death was it discovered that every penny he raised went to support two widows. You have no idea. Now, I remember being at a summer camp and watching a kid run around, and we were just sitting there praying, going, Lord, would you show us who we're supposed to minister to? And, you know, the, the camp was packed. Kids were sleeping on the ground. Bunk beds were filled. I mean, we were packed to capacity. And we're like, you know, Lord, we're, we're limited in the number of folks we had. Who are we supposed to reach? And we're looking out there, and all these derelict kids with the mohawks and the piercings, and, the, and they're just the toughest ones. It's like we finish praying. We look up. We're like, got it. Okay, okay. You know, and you're, you're irritated by them. You're frustrated by them, but you come to realize, uh, oh, broken home? Oh, mom left? Dad doesn't give you time of day? Member of family committed suicide? You know, on and on and on. You, you start to understand. And the Bible says, gain wisdom, get understanding. It's a lot easier in the body of Christ to stand back and just bam, bam, bam. 
bam, Judge Judy, bam, 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 bam. Look at me. I'm special. I can walk through a checkout and I can see a starlet whose life is melting down. I'm better than they are. Bam. No, you aren't. The word crino is to avenge, conclude, condemn, and damn. We don't do that in the body of Christ. The Bible says, first of all, you don't have all the information. and Secondly, you don't have the authority. James points that out. You don't have the authority. Romans 14 says, who are you to judge another man's servant? Paul says, all things are permissible, but I won't be mastered by any. Not all things are profitable. You can walk through life and go, I have never seen an R-rated movie in all my life, and the alcohol has never touched my lips. And I will never be alone in a, in a vehicle with a woman. Yeah, that's the that's line I roll. That's the way I go. Well, pastor, didn't you go see Passion of the Christ? Well, I did see Passion of the Christ, but as you know, that is biblically sound. And yes, it was technically an R-rated movie, but that's that neither here nor there. And, and I mean, if we're going on that line of examination, I would say that there was a time that we took communion in a church that was foreign to me, and when we took church, yeah, there was wine, and it did touch my lips, and I did swallow it. And, and that's not to mention the <clears throat> NyQuil, the Baptist whiskey that I have on a continual basis. <laughs> Anywho, I... And there was a time that uh, my car broke down and I didn't have a ride and it was late. And so, yes, I did get a ride from a woman that worked in the office to my house. But those are extenuating circumstances. Extenuating? Extenuating? Yes, extenuating. Meaning that it it, it appears on the surface to be cut and dry, (laughs) but you don't have all the facts. And I'm not speaking of myself. I've, I've seen, you know, when we were soldiers, I've seen Gladiator, I've seen, you know, and you, oh, is that right? Well, I'm going to find another church. Lord bless you. You go on, Judge Judy. Who are you to judge another man's servant? I mean, we even get this with dietary issues. You know, bait man over here. But, you know, you, you, you're, you're sitting down to a nice big prime piece of meat. I don't eat meat. It's not good for you. Good. That Praise the Lord. I'm glad you don't like it. I just, you know, praise the Lord. And it's hard to get through this by the way they're just sneering at you. Do you know what they feed those? I don't know, but it's delicious. Mm, mm. I have no idea. The hormones go, oh, that's why it's so juicy. I, I know. One of the best things I've ever eaten. Do you realize what that's doing to your body? Yeah, it's making me feel really good. I just love it. Look, I'm glad you're on dietary supplements and you, you got whole grain in your meal and you got your super greens and your that's great. That's great. But don't look at me like that. All right? I know a lot of people on super greens on their way to hell. And I know a lot of people eating red meat on their way to hell too. Don't, don't do that. I mean, we're supposed to walk around and look and act and... Uh, 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 no meat, uh, uh, greens. Uh, uh, uh. I don't want to go to that church. I'm going to go to the meat church. Meat, 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 meat. <laughs> we don't have the authority to do that. We rise and fall before one master. That's the Lord. You even look at the way I raise my kids. 
Get off that. Enough. Well, I can't believe he allows his children to play video games. Really? Well, I don't think I'm going to go to church like that. I don't think I want you to go to a church like that. You go somewhere else. Blessed subtraction, you are now gone. Right? Come on, relax. Judge not that you be not judged. Now, where do we get to judge? Okay, we get to judge. Really? How? You go to a car lot. The guy says, this is the best car. This is a car for you. This is sleek. This is the exact car you need. This has everything you need. This is exactly what you want in a car. This is the car for you. I see all the things you're saying. It's really wonderful. You know, I'm going to go down the lot and take a look at the other car as well. What? Are, hey, I told you. Hey, man, why are you judging me? I told you. You're standing in judgment of me. I told you. Am I not allowed to go down to the next lot and look at the other car? If you're telling me you're a Christian, you're walking with the Lord, and I, and I, I see you sleeping you know, with, with your girlfriend, you know, catching you, you know, I didn't, I, but I'm just saying. Uh, let me think of another one. I, you know, you're, <laughs> but you know what I'm getting at? And I'm like, well, wait a minute, not adding up here. Oh, you're judging me. Mm. That's where we get the word anacrino. Jesus says we can use that, anacrino. Investigate, discern, examine, search, question, I'm allowed to do that. I hear what you're saying about the car, and I appreciate that. I'm going to go investigate, discern, examine your claims down the street as well. And if they add up, I'll come back and buy your car. You're telling me that your life is with the Lord. And you want to leave your wife. I'm telling you, I'm investigating I'm asking, I'm discerning, I'm examining, I'm searching, because the Bible says get understanding, and it's not adding up to me. You tell me you're an apple tree, and I don't see any apples. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that. I can examine and judge unto identification, but not unto condemnation. Not unto condemnation. You know, and I, and I think about what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 4. When he says, let a man so consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God, he says, but with me, it's a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I don't even judge myself. For I know of nothing against myself, yet I am not justified by this, but he who judges me is the Lord. Therefore, judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes, who will bring both forth the light and the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. The counsel of the heart. I got to tell you, that's rough. Paul says, I don't even judge myself. You know how tough that is? I mean, I come before you with a very clear calling to a time of fasting, one more clear than I've ever experienced in my entire Christian walk, and I know the Lord is calling us into this fast, and I sense it, and I feel it, 
But I got to tell you, I am the most hypocritical, self-righteous faster on the planet. I'm awful. So are you. Hey, think about it. You want to go get lunch? <laughs> uh, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just kind of stay here today. Please ask me why. Please ask me why. <laughs> oh, are you, did you already eat? No, no, I, 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 no, no, please just keep, keep going. Come on. <laughs> what, what's going on? You're not feeling well? Uh, no, I, you know, I'm, I'm hungry. I am. I'm, I'm hungry, but uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm, what are you talking? Well, I'm, I'm just seeking the Lord, you know. I'm just fasting just to really commune with the Lord and get tighter with Him, you know. You know, just because that's, that's how I roll, you know. Just getting deeper, you know, deeper with the things of God. But no, you guys go on to the habit because uh, I'm going to, you know, I'm just going to really pursue the Lord, okay, with, with my glass of water because that's all I do when I fast It's just, just water. Pure, you know, just just really seeking the Lord on that. And then, you know, third day in, honey, I'm getting a little lightheaded. Could you could you go get me a glass of water? You know, with the lemon, because this is this is that critical moment, honey. Could you just and and could you turn down the lights and have the kids quiet down? Because this is a moment with me and Jesus. Uh, It takes about the fifth day to break through that ridiculousness. And you're like, Lord, I am such a pathetic loser. I am so sorry. And, and you know what? We, we have an ability to do that. We just want to make it about us. And, and we, we judge ourselves as though we're righteous, but in reality, we're not. We're unrighteous. I mean, we think we're so special. We're driving down. We see a guy whose car's broken down. You're like, you slow down. Hey, bro, everything good? Is it all good? Okay, yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I saw the police officer, I was just checking. Uh, do you need a phone? You don't, oh, you got a cell phone like everybody else on the planet? That's great. All right, and then you, you move along, you get home, and, and you say to your wife, you know, I saw so-and-so broken down, I, I slowed down to see if they needed help today. You didn't do squat. You want them to see you're waving at them like you're special. You didn't want to invest in their life. You were just, you know, giving a little, hey, how are you? Like you're on an elevator, and you're looking at each other, you have that, how you doing? Welcome to the area. You know, you don't have any, any connection, no humanity. You're not, it doesn't cost you anything. And you think you're so special because you slowed down and showed your cell phone. And, and in reality, we, we think we're doing something righteous and we're not. And, and God examines the heart. Let him do it. He's going to sort it out. And we go through this Christian life and it's so easy for you guys and me to dump on each other. And you come up with your conclusions as I come up with mine about what you think I do and why I do what I do, and you have no idea. And I have no idea about you. Nobody more guilty in this room than me. And the Bible says, no. No. Unacceptable in the body of Christ. Let me just tell you something. The church that had the priest that was accused of being the gentleman bandit stuck by him. Some of you guys are going, where are you going with this? <laughs> it's not just never mind. I... <laughs> My point is this. The Bible says love hopes all things. 
And the tighter we get, the more we invest in each other's lives, the more we're able, as they say, you walk a mile in another man's shoes, the more you're going to be able to have understanding to minister and to defend and to stand alongside. I would say of all the people in this room, I probably have the best discernment of what occurred in that article in the newspaper to tell you it was wrong. Because I went to gain understanding. I went to go investigate, interrogate, question, discern, examine. Have you done the same? Don't sit back in your ivory tower and play Judge Judy and slam people. We will not survive if the enemy divides us. And he divides us because we are arrogant and self-righteous. And God says, no. You don't speak ill of another person. You don't slander them. You don't speak falsely. And remember this, you don't have all the facts. And you don't have the authority to condemn them. So don't. Don't. Now, if you see something that doesn't add up, lovingly address it. Speak the truth in love. But don't go whispering about somebody behind their back. Don't go telling somebody, did, did you see what, do you see what their kids do? Did you, did, do you see this? I don't care if it's between you and your wife in your house about another family. Don't do it. Don't. We're Christians. We don't do that. Amen? It's that simple. We can stop at verse 11. It just says, do not speak evil of one another, brethren. Let's go home. You want me to keep preaching? I can. But do you get it? Amen? He who speaks evil of a brother judges his brother. And you speak evil of the law and judges the law. But if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. There's only one lawgiver who's able to save and to destroy. Who are you to judge another? There's no one in this room allowed to condemn. There's no one allowed to avenge. And there's no one allowed to conclude or to damn. Nobody. So don't. And I would say this in conclusion. There's one lawgiver. It's Jesus Christ. And God the Father is the judge. And God the Father is the lawgiver. And guess what? Everybody in the room is guilty, guilty. You're dying. Crucify you wretched sinners. And that includes me. I just made that up. I wrote that. And guess what? He has shown you mercy. At great, at great expense to himself. He's been spit upon, mocked, ridiculed, maligned. So that you and I could be set free. He took it so you could have mercy. Oh, and it's too hard to pick up the phone or to go and invest in somebody's life. You'd rather sit back and be the judge, jury, And place the verdict. Be careful. Because that's coming right back on you. Don't do it. Our God is merciful, abounding in love. And if you want mercy, you got to give it. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. So, you know, I... 
I was bummed because most of the articles for the school say that we fired the teachers. We didn't. If you fired them, they were able to get unemployment. We didn't fire them. They chose not to sign the contract. Well, you fired them because they... No, we didn't fire them. They chose not to sign the contract. Real, real simple. But everybody's reporting that we fired them. We didn't. And the AP picked it up. And now it's, it's been printed in countless newspapers. Well, it's got to be true. 50 newspapers have recorded it. And I'm sitting there going, it's not true. Well, I read it. It's been multiple printed. Oh. Be careful what you read. If it's not in the Bible, there's a chance it's not true. Right? Investigate. Walk a mile in their shoes. You don't have all the information. Gain understanding. Get wisdom. Be patient. Don't condemn. Don't avenge. God's going to take good care of us. Amen? Uh, before we close, Cole, stand up. Stand up. Cole Clausen. He just finished a movie called Road to the Open. It just got sold. This is a Christian movie producer, and I am so blessed by that movie. I want to give him a round of applause. Way to go, buddy. I just saw you, and I thought, you know what? Folks are making a difference in this world, and especially in that industry, and to have Cole step in and do that. I'm just so blessed by him. We've got a number of folks in the movie industry that have just made inroads, and I'm so blessed and, and so thankful. I think of the public school teachers in this room, you guys enduring, and you're up against challenges, as, as we, we saw today. Don't give up. Don't give up. We're family. We're going to stick together. We'll get us through. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the clarity of what you've called us to do as a family. Lord, we're not to avenge or conclude or condemn or damn. Lord, we're allowed to investigate. We're allowed to, to question and discern and examine but not condemn, not to damn. And so, Lord, help us. May we be merciful, abounding in love and gracious. Bless your people, and we thank you for this day. In Jesus' name, amen.